last time on Join the Party. The party challenges the triumphant gods to get the chance to fight the Council of Bright and change the fate of the world. Unfortunately for them, the gods got to pick the challenges. God of Creation Devar challenges Alonzo to an art conjuration competition. You know, regular stuff. Devar paints with an experienced flurry, but somehow gets sidetracked from some disturbances in the crowd. Alonzo, on the other hand, gets in the zone. And then there's 15 Alonzos in sync, dancing their fucking hearts out. Anara's challenge against the god of the living, Adama, is less of a game and more of a negotiation. The god asks Anara to give something up in exchange for easy passage. And Anara gives up what she prizes most of all. I can give you my calling. I'll leave the Assassin's Guild. As for Tracy and the god of death, Zeol, well, there was a game of high card that Zeol was trying to play, but Tracy was more concerned with fulfilling his ultimate destiny and blowing Zeol's head off. He slotted five batteries into his blaster and loaded up the most powerful shot imaginable. But at the last second, Adama steps in. Tracy, I know what's going to happen next. You're going to take a shot wide left, and you're going to destroy everything except for Zeol. So I'm going to make you a deal. In exchange for blowing up Zeol, Tracy gives up other people's memories of him. If they beat the council, only Anara, Alonzo, Greg, and Oatcake will recognize him. Whoa, what's that? That's boss battle music. Let's get the party started. Back in reality, in the highest room, in the biggest castle, in the most confusing place possible. You two hear big band music coming from down the hall. The Council of Bright is having a party. It looks like you're invited. Uh, I lost my invite. Did you get yours, Anara? Yeah, I just assumed that kind of got lost in the mail. I mean, yeah. you kind of probably without inviting us, right? Yeah, it's kind of rude. I know. I know. Champion of the realm? Like, what the hell? Yeah. I don't... I was locked up recently, so I do not know really what's happening at the moment. <laughs> Using humor to lighten the situation, Alonzo. <laughs> cool. Okay, cool. Great. Um, so what are we doing? What, are we just... Are we all just, like, uh, hanging out, or...? Uh, we're going to go um, trap the council back in its astral prison forever nice. of all time. Cool, mm-hmm. cool, cool. And I so, like that. You know, cool. saving the world and fixing everything and writing everything and, and being the godlike champions that we are. Cool. I like that. Yeah. And then fame and fortune, you know, mm-hmm. attention. Yeah. That kind of thing. A big fan. Tea. Definitely. Making a lot of tea. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, great. Uh Okay, how are we? How are we doing that? Again, I've just been a little. I've been a little bit out of the loop lately. Uh, why don't we check in with Franny just to warn you, Alonzo? She who is a little bit different. Oh, that's right. You don't know Franny. Ah, oh, it's been so long. Oh, then she'll seem normal to you. She'll seem really normal, and know that that is weird. <laughs> why? Uh, I have an, another follow-up question. Why is um, the Bachelorette and a contestant on the Bachelorette also here? 
And then Chad says, I was here for love. And Brink also says, I was also, I think I was there for love. I, it's not very clear to me anymore. You weren't. It was, I don't think I was. No, I don't think so. You found it. I guess. Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'm not supposed to know. Uh... Okay. <laughs> and Ara pulls the bag of talking out of her pocket um, and opens it up. All right. Uh, the jewelry bag jingles a little bit. And um, you're looking at on Franny, who's now like fully dressed like Mary Poppins. Franny, what happened? You know, child, it, it just sort of happened to me. I wasn't trying, and now all of a sudden I have an umbrella. I do prefer this to the no pants situation from before. Now I have too many pants. It's just pinafores all the way down. Uh, Franny? Hip, hip. So... I don't even know what I'm supposed to say. Don't worry, I can talk instead. We... <laughs> we kind of and temporarily killed Zayol. Oh, uh, yeah, Chad Brinks, that, that is what happened. Oh, uh, that seems bad for the uh, foundation of our universe. I have his head in a jar, though. That also seems bad for the foundation of our universe. Well, wasn't my call, but, you know, here we are. Isn't that adulthood? Am I right? <laughs> Franny, can you drop those extra items through that we left with you? The, the mouthpiece and the boots? Puppet? I could do you one better. And, uh... This is horrible. The jewelry bag is kind of on a side table, and you see that Franny leans over and puts something down into the clinking of, of a cup in a saucer. It's horrible. Do you have tea? <laughs> it's all I drink now. I hate it. I hate what my life is. Oh, now. I like this, oh, Franny. And uh, she... I gra- breaks his hand for support. <laughs> she puts her hand into the jewelry bag, and you can see that the hand is now coming out at you. And you can see then her elbow and just, like, her full shoulder. And Franny, like, Pushes her way through this jewelry bag. Oh, I. Oh, this is bad. This is bad. And then Franny fully ends up in your side of the world. Her foot is a little stuck, and she has to like jingle out her old lady Mary Jane's. But <laughs> eventually, she she uh, lands carefully in front of Adara. Um, great to see you. Items though. <laughs> Oh, hold on. And she climbs back. I'm just kidding. Humor keeps me young. Her dress has pockets. And she takes out. Not all is lost. Very. They're super deep pockets. And she takes out the boots from one pocket and the liar's mouthpiece from the other. See, honey, I told you. Not lost. What did we do with them? They like click together like a puzzle? Why don't you both make an arcana check? Sixteen plus two for eighteen. I got to seven. <laughs> um, Tracy, with an eighteen, you can't figure this out on your own. It, the way that you put this all together is that somehow, hopefully, by getting the Council of Right to stay in one place. For an extended period of time, you will be able to trap him once again with the astral prison if, like, you're making the concentration spell and have all five of the items together. Okay. Yeah. The only person who could be able to do this is Franny. She's the only one with enough innate, like, magic Mojo. running through her. Like, cosmic magic. The fact that she has been imbibing all of this uh, undying light energy, she seems to be the only one who could 
hold this together for you. She's so she's going to hold like off pickles in it. Yeah, she's just like brined, marinated in the energy of the universe. So she seems to be the only one who can concentrate and be able to get all this done. Okay. Other people maybe be able to do this, but right now all you got is Franny. And that's the end of that. <laughs> so Franny uh, takes the other items from you and tucks it into her oversized grandma purse. Says, I'm going to hold on to these for you. And when we get there, I will take care of it. Don't worry. Take care of the, like, imprisoning the council thing? Absolutely. You know you can't kill him right now, so just just the prison. Killing it? Even if I wanted to send him to the great beyond, I wouldn't be able to in the first place. Okay. Wouldn't be good. Death is not good enough for him. We could not agree more. I'm glad to hear you say something so metal. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's pretty much all you have to do. Basically, the point is you need to get him to stay prone in some way for a full turn. Can, I mean, okay, so if you were a rich monarch, I don't know, Brandon. I am. What would you want to do with your time? Would you get, like, really bored and beg for your mom and dad to buy you an arcade cabinet? And they're like, no, just go to Duvin Boosters. And then maybe they make you a little secret door to Duvin Boosters? Probably. Can I roll investigation on secret doors that are, I don't know, Kenku-sized? Uh, yeah, you can totally investigate for it. Gotta be a high roll, though. Is a 28 high enough? <laughs> oh, holy shit. Seems um, like a pretty high number, I think. Yeah, it seems, that's... I don't know. I mean, I'm not a math major, but it seems pretty high. Okay. <laughs> um, With a 28... So your party is like skulking down through the hallway, getting closer and closer to this big band music, and you're you're putting your hands out looking for a secret door. Uh-huh. And um Anara, your hand pushes against the wainscoting at the bottom, and your hand like catches on something, and you pull it up, and it reveals like this very small secret door. Uh, it's like one foot tall but it's like very, very, very narrow. I open it and put my eye up to it. And you put your eye up to it and you see that there is a, there's a bunch of trick mirrors everywhere. Someone has fitted a bunch of mirrors just inside of this tiny compartment so that only if you're looking right at it, you can see a message that's on the far back wall. Only if you like, you have your eye like real pressed to it and it's in thieves camp. And it says, why are you looking at this? You have more important things to do. <laughs> Why did someone take the time to install that? <laughs> and then from directly behind you, Anara, you hear the sound of a banjo. I turn around to look. Valentine is just kind of is just standing there looking at you. And Tracy, you turn around and Valentine's just standing there. <laughs> oh my god, where did you come from? <laughs> oh god, everyone's just like, oh my god. Valentine, I'm so glad to see you. We are about to do, I don't know, the biggest battle of all of our lives. If I walk out alive, I'll be pretty happy. We need all the reinforcements we can get. We need Autumn. We need Tammy and Taylor. This is bigger than than anything. Send anyone you have. Valentine thinks for a moment and opens their mouth and in succession makes the sound of a rope ladder being unfurled and then a window breaking and then over-exaggerated sneaking feet and then you going... Valentine! And then Tracy going, ah! 
not going to lie. I'm not quite sure how to interpret that, but um, thank you. I know you will do your best. And then they open their mouth again, and you hear the sound of, like, ten doors closing at the same time. Are there already reinforcements? Is that what they're saying? Like, did they bring them? Or there's no way we can do this, so all the doors are closing behind you. (laughs) I can't tell. Here's the DM secret. Because you rolled so high, Valentine had been sneaking behind you the entire time. Valentine followed you out. There's no way to get reinforcements. They climbed up on the rope ladder and broke the window and were sneaking up behind you. Okay. Um, over a uh, loudspeaker, you, you hear the Council of Frights say, Oh, if only all of my party guests could come, then we could really start this shindig off. If only. Go fuck yourself. Ah. There will be no sneaking. Let's go. All right. So, your band of... It's not even fair to call you all misfits at this point. Of We belong together, Eric. Even if nowhere else. Of square pegs for round holes. <laughs> chads. Of you, just all of you chads. Are right, you walk down this long hallway... And are we going to say anything cool when we walk in, or...? Uh, I don't know. I haven't been thinking about it that much. Shit, I haven't either. I don't, I don't know. How about, like, stop the music? <laughs> I like it. Drop, drop, drop the mic. That doesn't work. It's not... It's nothing. Your, your rain is over. And then be like, make it rain blood. <laughs> I like that a lot. Okay. So as you two are communicating, trying to figure out sick things to say as you walk in the door... Each step that you take, the sound of the big band music just gets louder and louder and louder. It's like every few feet, they're adding a new instrument. There's another horn in the horn section. There's a stand-up bass now. There's two drummers, then three drummers. As you reach... Too many drummers. It's a lot of drummers. At the giant steel doors at the end of the hallway leading into the Council of Rights room... It's like the bass and the big drums are bouncers, and they keep pushing you back at the one and the three drop. You push open the doors, and this room is much bigger, much bigger than any of the ones you've been in before, and even the ballroom. You look around, and you're walking in on one side of a theater in the round. It's the stage in the center of a futuristic theater. There are just balconies that are flying high into the ceiling that are spinning out at heights that you can't make out details unless you had binoculars or fancy opera glasses. On the outer rim of the room is a scrum of rudimentary warforged, just metallic faces and unblinking lights just melding all together, looking at your ragtag crew walking into the arena. In the middle of the rafters, each with their own glowing music stand, is a 50-piece band with way too many repeating instruments. So you're right, there are too many drums. And in the center, on a glimmering stage, is the Council of Brights, sitting on a throne of metallic limbs, lounging on the many fluffy pillows below him. Do you like my throne? Get it? It's a metaphor. My girlfriend wore it better. I don't get it. Because they're, they're... Can you explain it? Because my, my reign is on... on on Built on the back of Warfor- the, uh, the work of the Warforged. I don't... Was it supposed to be clever? I don't get it exactly. I thought, I, I thought those were arms and not backs. Did you workshop it before you did it? 
Seems like maybe you didn't. Did you design it yourself? Oh, no. Seems Sorry. kind of unstable, honestly. Did you make it yourself, it too? It's very comfortable. Is that why all the pillows are there? Does your butt hurt a lot? Is that why you need so many pillows? Sorry about your butt. Yeah, your butt sounds bad. My butt is fine. On his right, just bent over the searing furnace with an automated hammer and anvil and conveyor belt is the Warforge from the furnace below who escaped you. And to his left, you see that there is something underneath a very heavy velvet curtain. Well, well, well. It seems that all of you have crashed my party. And you only invited one us. Yeah, we... I mean, you said over the loudspeaker earlier you wanted us to, 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 to come. Why RSVP'd? Well, only one of you had an invitation, and that was you, Tracy. And you seem to have shoved me away for your so-called friends. Was it worth it? Kinda, yeah. They didn't do any crimes. You oh. did a bunch of them. I wouldn't call them crimes. I would call them uh, making the world a better place for all of us, including, especially you, especially the family. And at that point, all of the Warforged around are like clapping in time. They're like, yay, they said us. Um, yeah, that's exactly what was happening. You were making the world a better place for everyone. Well, it sounds like you thought that when you incited this whole thing and then the whole audience goes, ooh. Yeah, no, yeah, I deserve that one. Uh... And you, Brink, I guess your invitation came late, but you still managed to show up. That was nice of you to come. Cool hat. I make eye contact with Valentine, who's behind me, and just sort of like nudge my head to the right. As if to say like, why don't you try to sneak around back? Valentine nods and... one and Valentine falls over. <laughs> Valentine nods and starts to sneak away into the uh, Warforged audience scrum. Brink uh, steps forward with her with her silly hat and says, That's right! It is a silly hat, but I need it so that you can't take over my head anymore, you jerk! Yeah! Yeah! And then I throw a dagger in his throat. <laughs> All right, I'll give you the surprise round. 22. Um, that's a hit. Uh, why don't you make uh, an attack roll, and I'll give you your sneak attack damage as well. Because you surprised even me. At this point, I should just know you're going to throw daggers. 20 points of damage. Okay, wonderful. Would you say he's surprised? Because then I auto crit. Yeah, I'll give you the auto crit. That's fine. So that's 24 points of damage. Wonderful. That's roughly how many hit points I have left. <laughs> oh, we're screwed. Oh, uh, yeah. What if Chad just just sits on him? Maybe we could convince maybe we could convince the council that Chad is the newest and latest gel pillow. Ooh. And then like it'd be, you know, he has a bad butt apparently. So yeah. maybe it'd be good for his butt. I'm sorry to hear about that. I know. And sorry then Sorry about your butt. Sorry about your butt. And then Chad could engulf him from the butt up. No, wait, the, uh, the sneak attack does... You were right, it just doubles the 20. Okay. I need to stop just letting you act because my people don't think. So you get 40 points of damage. Thank you. 40 points, 40 points, 40, 40 points, points of damage. 40 points, 40 points of damage. Boop. Okay. All right. 
So that's when we, I booped him, and then he got forty points of damage. Maybe we could convince the council that Chad is a sentient pile of Neosporin. Oh, like rub it on the dagger wound. I yeah. don't think that's what it is at all. While you're doing, while the uh, break and the council friend are having their ten a ten, you're just like standing there, and you're just like, Whoop. yeah. And you you throw the dagger just out of nowhere, and. It's heading right for the Council of Wright's throat. And as he gets to the platform where his throne is, you hear a very loud ping as the dagger bounces off like an invisible barrier. And you see like energy surrounding where the dagger landed goes and like reverberates out. Does the shield look at all weakened after that? You definitely did you definitely did some damage. I'll say that. Does it um, look 40 points weaker? It looks 40 points weaker, <laughs> I would say. If I had to put a number on it, you know. <laughs> like, it doesn't crack because it's an energy barrier. Okay. And the count goes, at this point, I should have just assumed you were going to throw a dagger at me and I'll be less surprised next time. But what is it about being a master of Warforged makes you think that I can't just build things that would protect me, huh? Yeah, I can, you built- All the time. Built this whole house to keep you away from the people that you're supposed to be ruling, huh? I don't think a master of Warforged wouldn't be able to control a warforge. Hello! Well, I should not have invited you to my party, but now I invite you all to die! Roll for initiative! Tracy laughs at that line. How long was he working on that one? Because that line is extremely good. Um, Why don't you guys roll for yourselves first? Alright, I got a 10. I also got a 10. Anara has better decks than Tracy, so Tracy goes second. Uh, Brink got six plus her modifier. I'm gonna roll for Chad. Chad, roll, Chad, roll. Chad got a three. So yep. did Valentine. <laughs> plus their modifier. Brandy uh, got seven. Brandy got Jesus Christ. You know. I should have rolled my green dice for Chad. I'm a fool. Um, let's see. And then it would have been a two. So. <laughs> oh, you need to roll for Alonzo. Oh. And Brando, why don't you roll for one more as well? Lonzo got six. Jesus Christ, guys! Sorry, I used all my juju on 40 points of damage before initiative even started. <laughs> uh, that one, whomever that was for, has got a 15. What? That seems bad. <laughs> no, Eric looked delighted, and that's always dangerous. Yep, that's always bad. Wonderful. All right. The council is still fuming at you and is standing up from uh, his throne and is like stomping his feet and be like, Ah, no, this is not how I, I had a big thing that I had planned and I'm going to do it now. Go, guys, come on out. Are you walking that way because your butt hurts? Mm. How are you even walking with your butt hurts so bad? My butt down. is fine. And the council like points towards one of the other sides of the arena and like uh, a portcullis opens up and uh, Holmes and Watson as proudly as possible walk in. Unfortunately, Holmes does have a dagger buried real deep in one of his eyes so he cannot That's where walk. I left it. <laughs> so he can't walk in as proudly so he's kind of like leaning on Watson who's silently leading his talkative friend inside. Shit. Sorry about well, your face. I cannot see exactly. My death perception is all messed up now so I'm gonna do a lot to take you out. Because of that I need my eye back and I'll take yours for me. Get there right Watson. Watson just shrugs. And <laughs> So I'm hearing that he's going to have disadvantage on all his throws. That's what I heard, too. Uh, the council says, well, you didn't think that the master of all things 
in this realm and the other realms wouldn't have a few things up his sleeve, wouldn't he? The Council of Bright reaches underneath his throne and pulls out a big lantern, glowing with energy, similar to the one that Johnny had around with him before. He says, You're not the only one with god magic on your side. And he points the lantern at Holmes and Watson, and like this orange energy beam just shoots out of the lantern and like engulfs the two Warforged lieutenants. And like they both start to grow. Watson literally gets bigger. All the bricks that compose his body literally start to expand. And he even manages to like get more of them somehow. And he now stands at a cool 10 feet tall. Uh, Watson, on the other hand, the thing that gets bigger is the cannon in his chest. He gets sleeker and more pointed. And really, the whole cannon just fills up everything that used to be this, his entire like thorax area. His entire chest area is just one big cannon. Now there's like an extra sight on it and it crackles with extra energy. Um, you should try that on your butt. <laughs> this souped up Holmes says, Well, darling, I want to try this on your butt. And he's going to fire some big old shots at Inara. That's inappropriate. She's a child. Also, no one calls me darling except my darling. You're going to die today. It breaks like everyone hit the deck. Holmes is gonna attack you, big Holmes. Again, twenty-seven hit points. Oh yeah, we're all gonna die. Well, for the realm. Uh, what's your AC? Fourteen. So with these massive blasts, these like they look like soccer ball-sized balls of energy, just shoot out towards Anara and like. All of them seem to be on point. Unfortunately, that point is three feet above your head, and all five of the shots go into the wall behind you. And Holmes says, I got her! I got her right between the eyes! You definitely did, so you should stop firing that direction. She's very dead! Uh, it is now Watson's turn, and Watson is going to take a step forward, and the bricks start rearranging. And it's not the bear, and it's not the squirrel that you saw before. It is six spindly legs and a giant thorax and a big tail with a point at the end and you're looking at a giant scorpion my friends that and sucks that giant scorpion is gonna run uh spend a dash action to get all up in your business tracy it's like a poisonous butt <laughs> uh this turn i want you both to make uh, arcana checks again natural 20 17 Good job, Inara. Good for you. She gets magic powers. She's a god now. I can fly and also kill things at will. Inara, you take a few steps back from the uh, blazing shots that have fired over your head and realize that you should probably figure out a strategy. And you're looking around and everything's panicked. And you remember uh, some of the things that Adama said to you. There is always a deal to be made. So you realize that there is somebody who can help you. Someone who might also be able to harness all five of the items. You keep talking about how you're you're very hurt all the time. And if only you knew someone who would be able to help you out, who is a strong maternal figure in your life and only wants what's best for you, including bagels. Maria. You hear in your head. 
Anara. Well, are you are you choking? Are you choking? I bet you need to chew your bagels, <laughs> my dear. What? That was a really sick burn, Maria. Good job. Thank you. I've been practicing. I've also been practicing listening, and I think maybe this is growing up because I realize I should have done a lot more of it. So, um, can you help me now, please? <laughs> um, maybe, hopefully. Where are where are you? In the council's mansion, where the capital used to be. You remember us getting, you know, kind of blown up. Um, trying to fight him. We have Chad and Franny and Brinks and Valentine and doing our best not to die. The council is is enveloped in some kind of bubble and we're trying to break it down, but I think it's going to take a while. We have the items, we have Franny, and I think she knows what to do, but we could definitely use some help. That does sound fun. I, I don't have the dirt. Oh, hold on. Oh, also, uh, Tracy killed Zayol. Doesn't seem permanent, but just so you're aware, that I guess could cause some problems. Yeah. That does, yes, that does yeah. sound like a thing Tracy would do. Yeah, uh, so I know. I'm not I, I did my best. Well, um. Oh, oh, wait, hold on. Oh, my boss seems to have just uh, sent me the directions. I'll be right there. And at that point, you hear a boom behind you as the two giant doors fly open and the speaker with her massive purple gauntlets have punched the door open. Yay! She says, I'm here to clean up, as it were. That's so good, Maria! Uh, and she holds up her hands, and I want both of you to heal 16 points of damage as she casts Mass Healing Word on both of you. Maria! That's... A- this does seem like a formal setting. I am the speaker. If any any time other than now, I think speaker would be good at representative speaker of Adama, speaker of the count the five true concentric states, the consortium, any of these things, really. I this this would be the time to call me the speaker. Yeah, but then I couldn't say, how do you solve a problem? Call Maria! I under well, I, I do understand how fun that does sound. Again, any time other than now, I think speaker would still be appropriate. You could still say, the speaker is coming to clean up, or... Madam Speaker! Uh, okay, yeah. Speaker Maria! Not... You, you've ruined truly the balance of gods in this entire world, so Tracy, we're going to have to talk later. The council again stands up and says, I'm the only god here! Will it everyone bounce to me and all those things? When you attacked me, I got increasingly flustered and I did not like that. <laughs> Nara, it's your turn. So with my assassinate mechanic, I have advantage if my target hasn't taken a turn. Did the council take a turn? He did not take a turn. That was a legendary action to soup up his two lieutenants. Okay, so I am going to shoot my longbow at the council's shield. Great. With advantage, that's a 19. Yeah, that hits. So you do get the sneak attack because you do have advantage. All right. 
All right, there we go. Being rogue is like a metaphor for persistence in life. It's hard to work with. How do you fire this arrow? How is it assassinated? I sort of inspect the surface of the shield. Does it have kind of like a soap bubble effect, like a mirror effect, or does it only kind of go into visibility when you hit it? I think when you hit it, now it is, and when you get a good look at it, it is kind of shimmering. I mean, this does look like a stage, so there are massive spotlights on the council right now. And the gels are like 6 and 81. Exactly. And the Roscoe scale. Okay. You nailed it. That's exactly what I wrote down, which is wild. So even though I know it will hit the shield, I still want to sink what I think will be a fatal shot. So I draw my bow out of my pack, get down onto one knee, and shoot sort of up at an angle under his ribcage to his heart. Wonderful. All right. Yeah. It's, again, right on the money. You do twenty another 28 points of damage. Not as bad as the dagger before, but... Um, it definitely does more damage to uh, that shield that's surrounding him. Ha! I knew you would do that, and that's why I kept my shield up, obviously. I'm just going to kind of get into a defensive stance, standing a little bit in front of Brink. And just for the last bit of my turn, I'll just sort of say to Chad, Brink, and Tracy, we need to concentrate on getting that shield down. Once we do, Franny can go forward, and then that's what we've got to thats what we gotta focus on. Right. Also, Franny, if you can drink some of that light with a straw, go for it. It's like sipping a tea in the middle of the night. You can do it, but really, what are the benefits? What are you even saying anymore? I don't even know. It's like another language. Child, I don't even know. Can you tell us anything about this light? Is it beneficial to Franny, or is it just, like, weaponized? For no, this is, like, weaponized. You're, like, they're, like, overclocking these uh, robo-boys. Right. Tracy, it is your turn. Can you describe the stadium a little bit for me? Like, is there... Imagine it's a theater. It's a theater in the round where there's a big, it's a big circle and the stage is a raised circle within the larger circle. And everywhere around are warforged of different classes and, you know. Right. Yeah, by right. So is there like a little point on the stage where you can get up without having to go through the bubble? You know what I mean? The outer ring of the stage is not protected by the shield. Great. So Tracy's going to dash over to that edge of the stage and hop up. All right, before, let's do some opportunity attacks from the giant scorpion. Uh, What's your AC? 16. All right, you get hit once by the claw of this thing. You take six points of damage. Cool. Great. So as Tracy is rushing over, he takes that blow in stride and just sort of like shoves it off. He's sort of just clawed by a giant scorpion. Yeah. And like, ah, it's fine. You're an insect. I don't even know. And Tracy's going to rush over to the stage and hop up on the stage. And he's going to appeal to the crowd. Okay. So he's going to hop up on the stage and he's going to start raging and get his sigils to start glowing all, all orange. Mm-hmm. And he's going to turn to the crowd and say, Warforge brethren, too long have you been under the thumb of this maniacal, weak human. Stand with me. Take your own fate into your own hands. He is no god. He is a simple man. If I can kill a god, you can too. And I hold up Zael's head in a jar. 
Yeah! Oh! Wow! Yeah! And the Council of Rats like, Ew! Gross! Um, okay. So what I'm trying to do, what I would like to do to get them on my side, and then I would like to direct them to try to pop the energy bubble for us. Ooh, this is going to be tough. All right, I think that the council is going to take this line down. So the council says, do not talk to the imposter. He came over and thought that he was one of the family, but he left as soon as the tough got going. Why would we believe someone who doesn't want to stay with the family? Absolutely not. Throw out this, throw out this heathen, this turncoat. This kind of a big, big old jerk. Absolutely not. You know, he's not wrong. You I are have... a big jerk. It's I my it. turn. It's my I turn it. now. I, I started this. This is my fault. I wanted to meet you all. I wanted to be with you. And he was the only way to get that done. But I realized that he's a liar, a manipulator, a false prophet, and doesn't have any of our best interests at heart. I am not saying that I want to lead you. I am here to give you your own freedom. If I can do it, you can too. Alright, I'm gonna give you advantage on this roll, but the council has a plus seven to persuasion. So, good luck. You can also use persuasion. So, I don't have to get them all at once. Okay. So, I am I am open to just, like, getting a few at a time here and showing, through our heroic exploits, gaining more followers. Okay. So, I rolled a 24. What did you get? Uh, not that. Okay. I got 10. All right. So, I would say with a 14-point difference, you're not going to be able to convince any any people on your side, even though you do have the head of Zeal. I, I think that a lot of these Warforged who are there are like truly newly made. Yeah, I know. Or whatever they are when they were in the astral prison and they don't actually have like a sense of what it is. Yeah. So they're just like, <laughs> there's someone in the crowd who's just like, that jar's gross. Why do you, why do you have a head? And then the council's like, I know it's gross, right? So gross. And I yell to the crowd. You know, that's okay. I'm not expecting you to follow me. I'll show you what a free Warforge can do. Um, because nothing happened, I'll let you attack if you want to. Cool, yeah, so Tracy's gonna, he's already raging, so he's gonna turn around and two-handed axe attack the bubble. Great. And he's also going to recklessly attack, because it's his first attack. Yeah, do it. Yeah, Tracy, my boy's so reckless. Which gives me advantage. Ooh, ooh, my boy's so reckless. 18 to hit. Yeah, that hits. So he's going to swing his axe down in the bubble and then seamlessly throw it back in the hilt on his back and then pop his left arm cannon out and shoot the bubble as well. Okay. Well, I shot, I got a crit one on my sh on my cannon. Okay. Okay, so I'll roll damage for the axe. Cool. 11 damage. Nice job, buddy. All right. Yeah, I think it was it was pretty cool making a passion speech and then you you whip out your your axe and just slash into it and bounces back. But you're too busy trying to play to the crowd. Maybe you try to do a trick shot with your cannon. Now there's a hole just <laughs> in the roof and you can see the sky, which is now just a permanent maelstrom of just 
terrible, terrible clouds because, you know, it's the end of the world. And I yell out to the crowd, I have mercy on this man. (laughs) (laughs) Even though he doesn't deserve it. This is the freedom of choice I have. Extremely good. So dumb. So on at the end of initiative count of ten, he's gonna use his other legendary action. He turns towards the warforged at the hammer and anvil. He's like, Can you do something? I The fact that you didn't die in the furnace is beyond me. Can you do something? And he's like, Oh, yeah, okay. And then you, he starts You don't have to listen to him! No, I think I do he's my boss. And then he just starts slamming down on, on all the metal. Take over and, the means of production! And uh I'm gonna roll. Woo. And then Tracy, you see coming down the conveyor belt that comes off of this like automated neo-futuristic hammer and anvil are seven pint-sized warforged. They like come up to your knee, but they all look up at you and they all open their mouths and they have these jagged teeth. And they're like, are you our brother? Are we all related? Yes, we are. I want to come give you a hug. Okay, I love hugs. I don't think you're going to like this hug. And uh, those minions are going to uh, run at you, and they're all going to start biting at your ankles. So I'm going to roll for all of them. It's like, you know, when your young cousin is, like, a little too rough yeah. when, they, when they roughhouse, Still and you just, like, them. let them. Yeah. Oh, got to work it out. Yeah. And then Where when they're adults, you tell them to kill their boss. Yeah. Only two of them managed to, like, actually bite your ankles. The other five are just kind of, like, jumping all over you. Like they were your little cousins. Yeah. Uh, but two of them get some meaty bites in your ankles, and you take seven points of damage. I take half as much, yeah. Okay, so there's just take four. Now on the battlefield surrounding Tracy on the stage, there are seven little, like, robo-minions. It is now Valentine's turn. So, Anar, what is your plan with Valentine? Before we knew there was the shield there... My hope was that Valentine could sneak around the side of the stage to try to attack the council or have something crash down upon him. If there is like a giant curtain or a stage piece or a light that someone forgot to safety cable to the rafter, I think that Valentine letting that thing crash down upon the bubble and trying to inflict some damage would be ideal. All right, that sounds good. So let me make a sneak for Valentine. Yep. Oh, man. I rolled a crit one Okay. for Valentine. Okay, so Valentine, I guess, when you last saw them, was kind of like sneaking their way through this scrum, this audience of just basic level Warforged. And, um... Common Warforged. <laughs> Sorry. That was just a little joke for me about lumber. <laughs> just common, yeah, common Warforged. And, um, I think with the natural one... Valentine gets so distracted from the strange voices that are coming from all of these. Oh, yeah. He's like half-formed voice boxes. I don't blame them. You hear, Ew! What is that? Ew! What is that? Ew! What is that? Listen, Valentine is just collecting more and more things to put into their arsenal of self-expression, and mm-hmm. I cannot blame them. Yeah, it's, it's all vocabulary. If Valentine should choose, if they are discovered, to say something deeply disconcerting to the council, that would be even better. If someone were to say something dis- deeply disconcerting, Valentine would definitely repeat it and say it a lot. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, it is now Franny's turn. So Franny uh, is like, Puppet! Uh, what? How, how can I help? What can I do? So 
do you want Franny to attack the council or do you want him want her to deal with the with the minions that are around you? I think the priority has to be the bubble. Okay. Oh, I'm not much for damage right now at the moment, pulpit, but I know someone who is. And she reaches into uh, her big bag and she pulls out the jewelry bag again. Yeah. And she like stretches it as wide as she can. And now it's like her size and she keeps stretching it. And it's now like a 10 foot hole. And she throws it on the ground. And she says, you know what to do. Go. And uh, you hear flapping in a voice that you had not heard in so long that graces beautifully across your eardrums you hear hey anybody order a special delivery and uh stoneface holding just a giant boulder and uh a flock of bombolates flapping behind them each one holding like a pouch with a rock in it yeah flaps behind him and they zoom towards the council of right I'm going to make an attack see how many times they hit. His voice is as smooth as palmated through your hair. It sure is. It's smooth as a sateen bomber jacket. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Stoneface and the Bombalates do 18 damage. Yeah, yeah. So, so all of the rocks drop and they each bounce off of the shield and the council is just like, I don't understand the joke. What's happening here? You're the joke. Hey, someone like you gotta come over and help your friends, because when your friends need help, you help them. Hey, see you later. I gotta go back to, like, you know, saving all Fidopolis simultaneously. I'm a hero. Okay, okay, thank you. It's so good to see all of you. It's been so long. It's so good to see you, man. Uh, and the bomb blades uh, fly back into the hole, and Stoneface is like, Oh, Freddy, hold on one second. I got something for you. He's wearing a backpack and he so pulls good. something out and it's glowing. He's just this low glowing light and you see it's a little flask full of undying light juice. Yeah. And he throws it to Franny and Franny just snags it out of the air and immediately just like pops it open and she's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And <laughs> she pours it down her mouth and she just like, you like see her just like settle. She, she feels comfortable again. She looks around and says, all right, it's time to fuck this guy up. Yay! Yeah, Freddy, you're back. We missed you. And she rips off the dress, and she's wearing the same muumu she was wearing before. Yeah. She's like, I'm still not wearing pants. I'm sure. Is that okay? It's your war muumu. <laughs> As you should. Let's take him down. It is now Brink's turn. So Brink makes eye contact with the council, right? She pulls all of her courage up and says, "I'm not." Afraid of you, you can't get in my head anymore. The council says, Well, I bet I could try. Brink is gonna resist with advantage with her silly hat. Yes. Come on, honey. Is it silly? She rolled a natural 20. Yay! Not so silly now, is it? Still pretty silly. So the council is like concentrating and looking at her in the eyes, and she says, what? What's the problem? My silly hat is too great for you. You can't get in. It's like, no, I'm going to keep trying. I can do it. So for now, uh, with an at 20, uh, the Council of Red will no longer be able to possess anyone during this fight. Yay! Good right. job. I, I turn to the crowd and say, is this your fearless leader who has no power over anyone else except for you? Ew, the jar is gross. Ew. It's a god's head. Okay. Let's do another charisma off. 
So you, I'll give you advantage again, and the council once again has plus seven. I did get a 17 this time. Mm -hmm. The council did once again win. The council got a 19. So this is less of a separation. So maybe the fact that you, you had, to, like you said, you have literal proof that he's not as powerful as you thought. So maybe some of the Warforged are like, oh, hey, maybe. That's, yeah, huh. planted that, a little seed of huh. doubt. That's all it takes. That little, that guy who ran away seems pretty, seems to have some evidence. Mm. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Rudebaker, Rudebaker, Rudebaker. It is now Alonzo's turn. Uh, Alonzo turns to Anara and says, Anara, what do I do? I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do anything. Turns out this guy was the one giving me magical powers the entire time. What do I even do? Yeah, Alonzo, you do know. Before any of this happened, you were a prince and you were really good at being one. I hand him my short sword and say, go at him, bud. Okay, so I should just, okay. Um, I don't know if stabbing, I don't know. I wasn't really that good at stabbing. Um, he turns around while he's looking around frantically. He's like, hey, what is that on the ground? He's going to use a uh, disengage action not to get attacked by the scorpion. He runs 20 feet to the left and he looks down. And he's like, hey, look, there's a there's a battery right here. And he picks it up. And he's like, Tracy, do you want one of these? Yeah, yeah, I do. Thank you. All right. Make a dexterity saving throw. To catch it? Yeah. Are you sure it's not a strength saving throw? <laughs> no, it is. Yeah. Oh, I'm so jacked. I can drag this right. I can grab this right out of the air. 11? Yeah. You have to beat a 10. All so right. Alonzo throws the battery towards you, and now you, you snag it out of the air, and now you have another battery. Sick. So I have one battery. Hey, maybe they're. I'm pretty good at finding things. Yeah, I was just walking around like James's pantry, and I would like find stuff. I could just like find stuff. Do you want, do you want me to find stuff? That sounds great. Okay, great. I'll find stuff. If you, when you find more batteries, throw them my way. Yeah, absolutely. On it. Thanks. I, I feel useful. Guys, guys are useful. So um, proud. It's now Chad's turn. Chad is going to attack the giant scorpion. Just a big old hug, but first. But first hug, but first hug. Chad gets all tangled up with the scorpion. Um, they're tussling, but you can't see that like anyone is necessarily winning at the moment. I mean, it's Chad. It's just Chad's just like, yeah! I'm a human, I'm gonna defend my friends! And he just kinda like throws himself at that and watch it. So not only if he engulfs people does he, you know, they take acid damage, but he also, the sword in him will also stab yep. him at the exactly. same time. That's exactly. true, that's true. That's 100% true. Chad's our best fighter. <laughs> Chad's so good. All right, uh, now the count, it's the Council of Bright's official turn. And he's just ticked off. And he says, I'm ticked off. <laughs> Time for me to unveil my secret weapon. And he goes over and he whips the velvet curtain off. And there is a giant turret with three different gun modules ready to fire. And there he sits down in like a little seat, which is also made out of metal arms. And he puts a pillow down and he sits down in it. And he is trains he just, it like, all. just like sitting in the giant palm of a hand? Yeah. Gross. <laughs> How do you get another pillow, don't you? How's your butt? Too afraid for hand-to-hand -hand combat? Would that hurt your butt? My butt is fine! He activates one of the modules and it glows red. And he trains it on Anara again. Anara, do you look sick? Because it seems like you're burning up. And he fires three shots of Scorching Ray at you. So what is your AC? 14. Alright. 
only one hits, but unfortunately it was a nat 20. So you're gonna take 18 points of damage. If you wanna use your reaction, you can have that, your evasion. All right, I'll do that. All right, so you're gonna use your reaction. So you, although this real tasty firebolt levels right at your chest, you still manage to pull off to the side and only take half of that damage. So you only take nine points of damage. Don't worry, my butt's fine. Unlike yours. Well, I wasn't trained at it because that would be bad military tactics. Yeah, okay. You jerks. Warforged brethren, do you want a leader who has to sit on a pillow every time they sit in a chair like a coward? No. Shut up. <laughs> Don't listen to him. I'm a military tactics specialist. People who sit on pillows are not cowardly. No, that's what Tracy thinks. I don't think so. I, I like to, I, I love to sit Brandon, on pillows. Brandon is 100% for pillows. If I could live in like a hamster wheel that was just padded, that would be great. Absolutely, I would do that. Yeah. Um, it is now Holmes' turn. Well, I gotta hit something one of these days. I'm gonna take him out. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Hey, Tracy, I heard you over there. I'm gonna fire at you. Bet you can. Don't move. Do you promise? Don't move. Yeah, I promise. So he's gonna fire five times at you, but again, he has disadvantage because he still only has one little left. Right. 16 is my AC. Alright, Tracy, because you jeered back at Holmes, he echolocates onto your position and he hits you twice. Brutal. I didn't know he was a bat. When one of your eyes goes out, one of your other senses gets heightened. So now I, I can echolocate. <laughs> He's a dolphin. Uh, 36 points of damage. Well, I have that. So 36 divided in half is... Do 18. it at home, kids. 18! 18. 18 Wait. <laughs> Give him a second. <laughs> yeah, you have to be like... Pause the podcast. 36 divided by 2 is... Good job, kids! It is 18! That's right! 18 points of radiant damage! Alright, now it is Watson's turn. Watson is gonna scrap up with Chad. The scorpion gets two claw attacks into Chad. They're really ripping into each other, and Chad takes 18 points of damage. If he was a human, which he is, that's a lot of damage. That's alright, Chad! Hang in there! I'm trying my best! I'm defending! You're doing great, bud! Yeah. Okay, so on that count, the council boy was going to use his legendary action. He's going to turn towards the forge, Warforge, and say like, "All right, the hey, get more, get more guys going." And he's like, I, "I, I ran out of pieces. I have to go get more raw materials. You should have had them here." So he can't refresh that uh, that legendary action at the moment. So relatable. It is now the speaker's turn. The speaker is going to go over to Franny and uh, take all five of the items away from her. Franny, thank you so much for being the maternal presence for this whole group since I've been gone. But now I think I can take over and really be the person that Adaman, the rest of the universe, wants me to be. What I expect to be as the speaker. And Franny says, I don't know shit. I guess I was just turned into like a grandma at one point. Go ahead, I'd have more fun kicking their ass anyway. Uh, so now the speaker has the items. She is more connected to the godly presences than Franny is, so you would have a better time getting that done. Um, she is also going to magically conjure uh, Javelin and just throw it at the Council of Right as her spiritual weapon just to see what happened, just to, to help out. Did Maria do track and field in her all-women's college? Yeah, you can have that one. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, she hits. It's going to do another seven damage as this magical javelin again pings off of the shield. The shield's looking bad. Uh, this is now Anaris turn again. So I'm going to use my rogue cunning action, which is bonus action in combat, to disengage from the scorpion. Sick. And then I will run up to the stage, kind of just behind where Tracy is, hopefully block my line of vision. And then as I get close, I'm going to slide between Tracy's feet to stab the shield with my short sword. Wonderful. Okay. Ah! <laughs> it's just me. Cha! <laughs> okay, I will give you, uh, if you hit this, I will give you sneak attack. I'm sorry, what's that, Tracy? That is a 2-0 naturally. Oh, my God. This was so risky. There were also little robo-boys around you. Oh, my God. I can't believe you pulled this off. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Give me that damage. All right. Let's get all my dice ready. Okay. So we got two plus six, nine, 13, 17, 19, 25. Okay. And it's doubled. 25 times two? Yeah. Jesus Christ, 50 damage. Oh my God. Cha! Cha! I'm filled with love and inspiration at seeing Brink stand up so wonderfully against the council. I feel so supported and loved from all of our friends who have shown up to help us. I'm so glad that Franny is back to normal and in her wonderful, inspirational Moo. And I'm just ready. I'm ready to win. I feel like we can finally do this. All right. And with all of that excitement running through you, you slash through the shield and it just like audibly pops. You even see like the energy, like a soap bubble, even the pieces of it like disperse into the air. And the council's like, oh, hey, hey, what's going on? So you did so much damage that the bubble only had 26 points. You still have 24 points of damage. Where do you want to direct the 24 points of damage? It has to be the people who are around you. So it can be the collection of robo tykes that are surrounding Tracy, the council himself, or the warforged, the warforged forger. Forge Warforge. Warforger. The Warforger, of oh, course. Oh, very good, very good. I would like to direct them at the council, unless you think otherwise, Brandon, because I want him to be stunned and vulnerable for this ritual. How do you like continue the attack? So you slash through the shield, and how do you hit him? Into his kneecap. <laughs> you just like literally continue the slash and just get him in the kneecap? It was like a thrust into the bubble, and oh yeah, it was into his kneecap. I love that. Okay. Um, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely get him in the knee. And he's like, oh, this turned out a way I didn't want it to turn out. Get used to it, bud. No, I will not get used to it. I refuse to get used to it. Okay. So we're going to take a break from initiative for a moment. The council is now bleeding from the knee. And... Anar, he gets in your face and just pushes you away just to give him a little space. He's like, I assumed that all of my creations would be able to hold back this ragtag bunch of bolts that all of you are. But it sounds like I need to do something a little bit more drastic. Can I punch him in the nose? <laughs> Make an attack roll. Eight. Even with his shield down, you can't pop him in the nose now. Um, all right. You've pushed me to this. 
Tracy, there are so many things that you don't even know about yourself. What powers you? What is the core inside of you? How you're even made? I could have showed you all that. Was it worth it? Was it worth it trying to separate from the family? You had one and you just ran away. Was it worth it for you? I don't need to know where I came from because I know where I belong. That's cute. I'll show you what the power inside you can actually do. And uh, he rips off of his tunic and you can see that he has like ceremonial tattoos that are carved all over his chest that match yours. The same swirls. What? <laughs> the same swirls. They're like tattoos, but they're also deep. It's like they've been carved into his skin, just like what's been carved into your skin. And he holds the lantern above his head. He says, undying light, undying shadow. It's time for our pack to fully come to be. I will take both of you on. Empower me. Let me be a fusion of the light and the dark. Let me be more than I actually am. And he throws his arms down and it's like an EMP pulse booms through the entire room. Tracy, you're, you, it's like you got a hard reset inside of you. It's like you go black for a second and then immediately you come back on. Anara, you get pushed back just from the force of this thing, 10 feet and you fall off the stage and you look around and you see everyone is kind of like on their ass and it's very dark in this room. It's because before the main source of light were the eyes of all of the Warforged that were everywhere. But now all of the Warforged have gone dark. You can see that Chad's the only one who doesn't get pushed over because he doesn't have legs. The giant scorpion, he's still tussling with it, but it's not pushing back. You had your eyes trained on Holmes before because all he wanted to do was fire energy bolts at you, but he's now just like classic robot, like hunched over at the waist. And you see that every single Warforged in the room, the Warforger on stage, the little boys that were surrounding Tracy, they're all bent over at the waist. And you see that this energy, literally the energy of all of these Warforged, and Tracy, as you come to, you see this now, is like circling around the Council of Bright. And his tattoos are now starting to glow orange. And he starts to grow. Not him, actually, but the, the energy around him is expanding. Like, his arms are starting to fill out with bright energy on one arm, and this darkness energy of the shadow is filling up in the other arm, and his legs are expanding, and he just keeps gaining the mass of the light and the dark surrounding him. And now he's just this monstrous version of himself. These gaping mouth and eyes standing 20 feet tall, dwarfing all of you. The council has reached his final form. Hey, it's Amanda. The lead up to a holiday is so exciting. Planning menus, booking travel, making a private bingo card of iconic family behaviors. And then holidays are a blur of food and sports games and cheer. But then comes time for my favorite part of all. And that's leftovers. Maybe you use pumpkin pie filling to make pancakes or pan fry stuffing into some kind of French toast or make a pot pie with sides and turkey as your filling. Or my favorite, stack up an incredible leftover sandwich. Welcome to the mid-roll. I saved you some cornbread. We've three very important housekeeping items to let you know right at the jump. Stay with me, folks. First off, 
This is the last episode of House Party. Oh God, oh God, oh God, I know. But JTP is far from over. Two weeks from today, we'll be releasing an epilogue, and two weeks after that, a gigantic afterparty about the entire campaign. So get your questions in. It's going to be a huge spoilery masterpiece. So tweet us, email us, or leave your questions in our patron-only Discord. And after that, well, you'll just have to wait and see. We're cooking up some very good stuff for campaign two. Secondly, we are doing a live show in Austin, Texas on February 27th, 2020. It's the day before my birthday, and I am extra, extra excited. Join the Party and Spirits will both be doing full-length live shows, and your ticket gets you into both. The more people come to our live shows, the more shows we get to do. So join us by grabbing your tickets now at multitude.productions live. And third, we are changing merch providers. Our brand new character pins of Tracy, Inara, Oatcake, and Chad are available in the new Multitude merch store. I'll tell you that the Chad pins are winning right now, but I'm very curious to see what happens over the next few weeks. This is where all future JTP merch is going to live. That's multitude.productions slash merch. But we are also leaving our Tee Public store up until January 31st, 2020. So if you want to grab any of our stickers, shirts, totes, pillows, or anything else that the Tee Public store has to offer, there's many designs, many products, there's a lot of good stuff you can get there, head on over to jointhepartypod.com slash merch before January 31st. And of course, hey, hi, hello to our newest patrons, David, Bess, Sherry, Gail, Ann, Kate, Emily, Hida, Enrique, and Talada, who upped her pledge like a true champion of the realm. After listening to this episode, don't you want to scream about it with other Join the Party fans? I know I do. So you can pledge just $2 to get access to our patron-only Discord, among other amazing benefits, at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. That Discord will continue to be hopping even between seasons, so it's a great time to join. We're sponsored again this week by our friends at Hero Forge. If you listen to Spirits, you may know about my complicated stance on centaurs, but that is the newest creature available on Hero Forge, and I have to admit these centaurs slap. Hero Forge offers fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy races and thousands of parts to choose from. Their easy-to-use design tool lets you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your web browser. Whether you're making your rogue teen or, yes, a centaur, this is where you go to get minis in D&D. So visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today. We're also sponsored by Dashlane, a password management app that helps you fill forms fast, remember all your passwords, and keep your online data accessible and safe with their all-in-one app. Dashlane safely remembers and autofills all your login information so you won't get slowed down by forgotten or misspelled passwords. It also works across devices so you can access your accounts no matter what computer, phone, or tablet you're using. You can start dashing through the internet and help support the show by visiting dashlane.com slash join the party to start your 30-day free trial of Dashlane with no credit card required. If you like it and want to subscribe, use code join the party at checkout to save 10% on your premium subscription. And our thanks as always to 20-Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York for supporting this and every episode of Join the Party. 20-Sided's co-owner Lauren Belanco is our resident master dungeon master. We bring her your D&D questions like this one from listener Megan, which tugged at my heartstrings. What advice do you have for someone starting D&D by playing a rogue? Master Dungeon Master says, Have fun! Rogues can take many forms. Choose expertise in a skill that defines your character and is in line with your background. Not all rogues are thieves, and not all thieves are alike. So think about why your character is sneaky and how you would most often use your skills to your and your party's advantage. 
And don't forget your dice. A second d20 and a couple extra d6s will come in handy for your sneak attack ability. Pick up your sneak attack dice. You'll need six of them, folks. Six d6s at 20-sided store. Get 20% off using the discount code JOINTHEPARTY in-store or online. To everyone who's joined us on this journey, thank you. We love you. And now, let's get back to the show. He leans down to you, and in what sounds like a hundred voices at once, he leans down to both of you and say, Welcome to my final form. I try to boop him. Do a dexterity roll. 24. Yeah, you boop him right on the not nose that he has. Anything happened? It worked with the dragon, so. Cuteness will always outdo evil. No, <laughs> no unfortunately, <laughs> nothing happens. Franny's just like, oh, fuck. This is bad. <laughs> Guys, this is bad. It shouldn't be like this. This is really bad. Uh, and the speaker takes a step back as well, and she says, oh, fuck. Oh, no. It's going to be a little bit harder to hold him down now, isn't he? Everyone is just gaping up at this massive version of what the council right now is. We're going to jump back into initiative. It is now Valentine's turn. It is initiative count nine. It's a, a bunch of your people. So what do you want them to do? It's going to be Valentine, Franny, Brink, and Alonzo, and Chad. Can we tell what kind of damage he's vulnerable to? Um, It's not booping. We know that. It's not booping. It's definitely not booping. Do uh, maybe a history check from the books that we were researching before we got here? I mean, well, let's make an arcana check because there is nothing in the history books that says that he can make an infertile pact with two energies at the same time to create himself into a monster. 10. The 10? He says there are a lot of energy swirling around. I mean, probably not radiant and dark damage, but you could probably still get some hits in in on him. Cool. I would love for Valentine to cut a cable of anything heavy and suspended that might not be properly attached. So maybe that's like one of those big like curtain rods going across the top of the stage that could fall down on top of him. Maybe it's a very heavy light that was improperly cabled. All right, so I'm going to roll for sneaking. It's now totally dark in there. Um, so I think it might be a little bit easier to do. Yeah. All right, Valentine is now getting up on the catwalk. Let's see uh, what they can find. Yeah, Valentine rolled all right. So I think that they found like a pretty big light and cuts it down and uh, it falls on top of the Council of Bright Monster. Now it can literally reach up into the catwalk and tries to swat at Valentine, but they uh, dodge out of the way and says, Ew, gross, that's weird. <laughs> the light is going to fall and give 14 points of damage. That's pretty good light. Nice. I mean, listen, it's just a light falling on top of him. It hurt, but he's a massive energy monster now. Maybe start somewhere. Yeah, it's now Franny's turn. What is Franny capable of? She can do lots of magic. Do you think that she could do like a like a block or an end spell or something like that to sever his connection? Yeah. Sure, yeah, talk to her about it. Franny, this guy's a jerk. The Undying Light must love you a lot more than him. I mean, I don't know. I've just been kind of drinking it, and I haven't really communed with it all that much. Well... I think you have something inside that'll let you commune. Why don't you try to interrupt this connection or or have him help us instead? Okay, uh, yeah, 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 uh, okay, um, hey. Undying Light, I guess. Uh, what's up? It's your friend Franny. Um, you've really been so supportive of me. 
for a long time and you kept me alive for so long and I feel like we've had a real connection from all of you flowing through me and you saw what happened to me when I didn't have you so I would love to pledge myself to you if that's like a thing you're you're still looking for and you're interested in uh what do you say uh can you help us out with this guy because he sounds like a butt let me get an arcana check for you franny okay franny rolled a 17 so i think that she's like trying to commune with the undying light still it's probably gonna take her a little while to like maybe get through or see if this they respond but she feels like that she has a connection there and that she's gonna try to take as much cover as possible like really move over and just focus on this connection here it looks good looks good though good. so we'll see uh, it's now Brink's turn. And Brink turns back to Inara and be like, What? What? Somehow, in our lives together, this is still the most ridiculous thing that's ever happened to us. What do, what do we do? What can she do? She can move really well. She can sense the presence of illusions. And, oh, she can see shape changers not in their original form. Actually, that's interesting. She's like, hey, um, I know this, this is all wild, but like, you know, the, the guy's still in there. Can you try to hit him? I mean, we can all try to hit him. It's just like, you know, um, there is a there's a person inside. Like he's not a monster, right? Like you can see, he's still a, a, a man inside of there. So you can still do all the stuff that um, you could do to a guy. Like he's not a god. Tracy was right. He's just a man. Where is he inside the illusion? Probably like right in the right in the center there. Like imagine imagine this was like a big old snowsuit. He'd be like in the middle. Okay, great. It's now Alonzo's turn. Uh, Alonzo's gonna hit the deck again and he's gonna look around for more things to help you guys. Right. He says, Tra hey, Tracy! Tracy! Yeah? Catch! Oh, okay. make, make a dexterity saving throw. 13 builds one for 14. All right, 14. You hold your, you hold your big hand up and two more batteries hit right into the meat of your palm. I'm gonna run away now. Nice work. Th thanks. This is weird. He runs over to Holmes's body and he like uses it as protection. It's now Chad's turn. And Chad, bless his heart, Chad's just gonna run at the council. Do it, buddy. I'm doing it for my friends. Chad, jump. It's in the middle. Chad's gonna, <laughs> Chad's gonna run over to the council and as hard as possible, just like, concentration he's defending his friends he's defending the realm and uh he takes his sword and like slashes it at the feet of the council of bright like he gets he slooshes up to the stage and just wings his sword as hard as possible and it cuts into his like shadowy foot there and the council is going to take 10 points of damage good job chad 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 it is now the council of bright's turn the Council of Bright leans down and gets like face to face with Chad. If you know Chad had a face, so. it's a weird thing for you to say about a person. Yeah, all people have faces. What exactly is going on here? Pick on someone your own size. How about I just pick on all three of you? He holds his palm under the three of you and just shoots out a blast of uh, light energy. And I need all of you to make a dexterity saving throw. 23. Six. All right, so Inara, you you full, you full save. So you fully get out of the way. 
and I think you get no damage if you mm-hmm. avoid. Yep. All right, Chad and Tracy take 31 points of damage. Uh, well, how does death work again? How many points do you have left? Uh, zero. So do you pass out? Yeah. Okay, so Tracy, on your turn, you're going to make death saving throws, uh, unless somebody heals you. Chad is still standing, and I think Chad has, like, even though he's taking the full brunt of this light damage, he's still trying to get in front of you and defend you. So when you go down, it's like Chad scooches in front of you. He's like, you you will not take down my friends! It's now initiative count 20, and Holmes and Watson are now down, and he's gonna, he comes gonna use a legendary action, and he's going to... Why don't I get some of those? <laughs> he's going to use his left leg which is also light and he's gonna uh, extend it out and he's just like kind of spray light all throughout the room and the light feels like it has substance it's almost like you could float something on top of it if it was there and he doesn't say anything else about it he just like kind of sprays this light this like heavy light everywhere in the arena gross Gross. it's pretty gross what does valentine say Ew, gross! It is now uh, the speaker's turn. And I think she's going to heal Tracy. Yay! Alright, Tracy, you get healed for 26 points of damage. So, yeah, you uh, you pop back up. Ah! what I miss? More of the same, really? Uh, I'm, well, oh, maybe I have an opportunity here. I'm the speaker. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> Hello? Did I say it? That's it. You can do it, Tracy. I'm just screwing with you, Marie. I know it's you. Thank you so much for healing me. I don't, I don't, I don't. If, all, if only the safe of the world, I guess. Which, again, it seems like you caused... Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, more, more of the same. Yeah. As, it, as it were. As it were. All the same. All's well. That is the same. Do you want to kill this big monster? That sounds. I would love that. That would Christ. be so good. Let's do it. Uh, Anari, it's now your turn. So on Valentine's uh, light trick, would you say that they sort of dislodge any like ropes or cables that might have come down from the rafters? Uh, you know, what? I'm gonna roll to see if I can move. If Valentine did that, I'm gonna use that as Valentine's turn. Yep, Valentine is a good old friend. And Valentine throws down uh, some ropes for you. Awesome. So I'm going to grab onto one of them, swing to another, and then use my momentum to swing as close as I can get to the middle of the council's body. Stab him with my short sword. Okay. Why don't you make make an acrobatics check first? 18. Okay. Yeah. With an 18, you're definitely able to pull down on all of the ropes and uh, flip over and really get right into the, the meat of the council. Right. So then my attack roll is 21. Yeah, 21, that hits. All right. So, Trace, can you count my uh, my yeah. sixes? All right. So, start with seven. Plus, this is the first one. Eight. Ten. Twelve. Thirteen. Sixteen. Eighteen. Wonderful. All right. Yeah, 16, 18 points of damage. That's great. And, and you swing over. finally, I'm going to actually stay on the rope just to see if that gives me better vantage for any, any reason. But I'm also going to throw my bag of tricks down to Alonzo so that in case he doesn't find something on the floor... That can be his failsafe for what to do on his turn. Wonderful. I love that. Yeah, you throw it down. And I think Alonzo has been pretty, like, on the ball. And he just grabs it. He's like, what do, what do I do with it? If you don't find something, just open this up. Toss it up. Okay. 
Uh, I love that. That's a really smart move. Tracy, it's now your turn. Okay. So when I went unconscious, my um, rage ended. Cool. So I am now able to cast spells. And what Tracy's going to do is turn to uh, the speaker and say, Speaker, I got your back. Thank you. And I'm going to cast Sanctuary. Mm. So I ward a creature within range against attack until the spell ends. Any creature who targets the warded creature with an attack or harmful spell must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, they must choose a new target or lose the attack. Smart. All right. So what does it look like when you cast a spell like that? So Tracy um, has fully sort of gained control over the magic he's able to produce. So all of the sigils on his body start to glow orange, and they all sort of coalesce into one form of energy and then come out his left arm and then out of his cannon, and it's sort of like a shower of orange sparks that cascade down upon the speaker. Interesting. That's beautiful. And then what do you do? Are you going to move or are you going to stay where you are? Yeah, I'm going to dash over to the turret. Nice. So the turret is still on the is still on the stage, so you're still kind of like within range. Oh, good. So I'm within 40 feet? Yeah. Great. So I'm going to go sit down. I'm going to throw the pillow off the chair. Yeah. And sit down in it. Fuck pillows. I love pillows so much. <laughs> so Sanctuary is actually a bonus action. Can I shoot the turret? Shoot yeah. the gun. Shoot, shoot the, the gun. gun. Shoot so you the can do gun. one of two things. You can do... Tracy does consider for a moment how he could fit this turret on his arm. Mm-hmm. And then thinks better for himself. So there are three different things you can do for the turret. Uh, fire shot, like was done into a Naro, which are three different shots. You can do one big shot, which it's a force shot. and pushes them back as well. And you can do an acid shot, which uh, if you miss, still splashes back and could poison them. Yeah, I'm going to try a force shot and hopefully I'm going to aim it at his feet. So he like stumbles and falls over, hopefully. Awesome. All right, make an attack roll. Just use uh, what you usually use for your... Uh, your cannon. You sure it's not my strength? It is pretty strong. Well, it's not your strength. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, you're literally, gonna, you're literally aiming strong it. strong to fire the gun so hard. It don't matter, because I got a non-natural 20. Yeah. Woo! All right, that hits. Good job. So uh, I want you to roll another d20 to see if he gets roll prone, and I'm going to roll damage for you. 15. All right, that does your fourth shot does eighteen points of damage. Nice. He's looking, he's looking kind of hurt for a, a monster made out of light and energy, light and darkness. Looks pretty hurt. Nice dance, Tracy. Thank you. I love that. Tracy does the robot. Yeah. I don't know how to do the robot. <laughs> doing, doing great, man. Whatever you're um, doing, keep doing it. The force of the force blast also pushes them back, and uh, it's like you're, you're, like I said, there's there is a man in there, so it's like he's on. Or like he's in a mech made out of darkness and light. And he stumbles backwards and he falls back off of the stage and lands on his butt. So nice. he's now prone. Was there any pillow underneath it? There was no pillow. Oh, no. He's hurt. His butt hurts. Oh, what, was, no. what was the bruising damage? Eight point, the 18 points of damage. And he falls over. Can I try something? Just talking? Yeah, what, what's up? Tracy's never communed with the undying light which is the force that gave him life sure so i think tracy as he shoots this cannon and after uh the council falls on his butt tracy's gonna internally pray to the undying light all right we're gonna come back to that because that's interesting but uh, i'm gonna put a pin in that um it's now valentine's turn 
everything is going wrong up in the catwalk. It's like the fact that this large giant being has been like crashing things around. Valentine's just trying to take care of themselves. They don't do any damage this turn. Uh, it's now Franny's turn, and Franny is going to continue to commune with the Undying Light. And now this time, Tracy is also going to commune with the Undying Light at the same time. So what do you say to the Undying Light? Look, I know I haven't really been a devout believer, and I'm not sure I believe in gods or monsters, but we are intertwined. And in this moment of convenience for both of us, we could explore what it's like to actually become one. Interesting. Make a religion roll? I'm gonna make an arcana for Franny. I got 18. All right, well, Franny rolled a four, so that's good. That's good. So you're thinking about it, you're thinking it's communing, and you see also Franny's also thinking about it, and she's not, she's like, what am I, I don't even, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be thinking about. It's this juice I drink. It's like praying to Mountain Dew. <laughs> the two of you are like really bonded in this moment and like the relationship that all of you have to the Undying Light and even the power that you've seen the Undying Light in the wrong hands with the Council of Right and what, how at least Johnny tried to do good with it. And you look up at the Council and like, he looks a little thinner. And maybe you've just been, like, used to the fact that now there's a monster, like, running around. But, like, he looks, like, less strong, like, less defended. Great. So, uh, I wonder what that did to him. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, is now the, uh, a legendary action from the Council of Bright. And, uh, the Council of Bright looks at Franny as like, What? You drink this stuff? Are you drinking this? This is the lifeblood of power and you use it like it's soda? I cannot believe that. You don't deserve to be here on my stage. And he points his dark hand at Franny. And Franny is going to have to make a charisma saving throw. She's really charismatic. She is. And her muumu gives her advantage. It does. It's an advantage muumu. Every time you wear a muumu, you have advantage on all checks. An advantage muumu. Um, <laughs> don't you touch my Franny. I've grown to love her. Franny says, yeah, it's delicious. I can even, sometimes I make a float out of it. Like I put ice cream uh -huh. <laughs> in with it and it just tastes so good. Uh-huh. Sometimes she goes to the movies, buys a soda, and then uses her flask to spike it right there in the movie. She does do that. The council keeps holding out his, his massive dark hand, just like nothing happens. It's Brink's turn. She also has like a bow, so she's just going to try to fire. And she knows exactly where to aim. She just rolled a 21, so she doesn't hey. need And she's at a safe distance. My honey doesn't need me. She's got this. She does eight points of damage. Good job. Uh, it's Alonzo's turn, so Alonzo's going to look around for something. I don't know why. The council's really bad at keeping stuff together. I found another battery. Tracy, do you want it? Yeah, toss it my way. All right, dexterity saving throw again. 11. Yeah, he throws another battery at you, you grab it out of the air, and now, Tracy, you have four more batteries. Yeah. All right. It is now Chad's turn. Chad, 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 Chad. I think Chad's going to try to attack him. Yeah. God, Chad is so brave. He's so noble. He's the best warrior. Uh, Chad misses. 
<laughs> he's just too much. He's just a, a brave warrior swinging a sword, and but he's also a, an ooze. You know, to air is human. Yeah. Exactly. Imagine like a Chad postal stamp that they're going to issue after our bravery. Oh my God. And again, the council's the like- The whole thing is Chad. I don't know what is happening here. This is sad. Are you making this monster do this? Because this is just embarrassing. And Chad's like, I'm no monster, I'm a hero. He's like, please, can someone tell it? It's sad. It's really sad. Shut You're his up. friends. You're his friends. I'll tell, I can tell him. I don't think you believe me because I'm also kind of like a terrible monster creature, but I'll tell him. I cast tell each him. hand and put it over his mouth. <laughs> Alright, it's the council's turn. I, I, I'm not cruel enough to, to have to play out me having a conversation with somebody else to break to Chad that he's not a human. I can't do that. Yeah, he is a human, though. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, he just be a lie. Yeah, he might be a half-elf, though. Good people don't lie, No Eric. one's really talking No one's really talking about that. He, Chad could be a half-elf. He could be. Uh, he's not the council. Bright's turn. And now the council holds out both of his hands, the light hand and the dark hand, and like swirls it around. And in the floating, like heavy light, something's being made. It's like the light and the darkness are being sewn together. And it's this huge body, this huge cylindrical body. And then you see that there are flippers on one side and a long tail at the other side and a gaping mouth. And then the council pulls his big energy arms back and that circularity is just ripped off. And all you see is a skeleton. And you're looking back at the bone whale, who's now floating through this hard light. And now I'm going to add the bone whale to the initiative. Uh, uh, that's how I feel. All right. It is now uh, the speaker's turn. Uh, what do you want her to do? Start the ritual. You want to start it? Yep. Okay. So she's going to move as far back as possible back towards the door, and she's going to lay all five of the items around her in a circle, and she's going to hold her arms down and concentrate. Do you want it to target where the Council of Bright is right now, or do you want to target on the stage? Where Where do you Where do you want it? Like, imagine this is like a, a big old circle. Oh, oh, to like fall into. Yeah. I think the stage, because then we can taunt him back to it. Yeah. Or we could just like do it directly behind him and if he falls over. So right now he is standing directly off of the stage. Would you like to be aware it's standing or like in the middle of the stage? I think he's gonna return to the stage, right? I think so. So too. middle stage. Okay. So you see that it's like ten foot by ten foot circle expands on the ground and it's filled with the, the purple light that you've come to associate with the council and with the gods themselves similar to the light of the uh, astral prison itself and you can see that the council looks down and sees that he's kind of caught in it and be like you're just gonna lay a trap you think I'm just gonna stand here that's it no wonder you let me out it was so easy for me to trick this like teenager uh, in order to, to let me out the first time I'm like I don't even know how old I am not you that the, the guy you called the man man you call champion. Oh, this guy's 19. Of course I convinced him he had magical powers. Remember when he was, remember when you were throwing ice knives around? Yeah, that was me. He thought he was a sorcerer and that's how I let you out. I tricked your champion. You think that just a regular trap is going to hold me? Absolutely not. And it is now the whale's turn. Every player's favorite sentence. The whale goes into the sea and eats 
plankton. All right, I need you all to make uh, constitution saving throws. 16. 18. Okay, so the bone whale like swims through the hard light over to the stage and conjures those like really nasty fish and birds that are now flying around him as like this miasma of just zombified flesh. And it's pretty nasty. Uh, you guys take only seven damage. Uh, also, the council takes seven damage because the council is within the miasma of nastiness. And Chad takes 14 damage. The council of Bright is looking not great. Like, this energy is, is really falling off of him. Now it's looking like a little ragged. Like, he's wearing a suit that's too big. Uh, he's still angry and puffing and firing at all cylinders. Uh, but, like, he's not looking great. Anara, it's your turn. I'm going to rope swing and monkey bar my way across the stage toward the council and then jump from a rope just straight into him to stab him again in the chest. Dope. All right, make an attack roll. Oh, actually, make an acrobatics roll. 21. Okay, make an attack roll. 18. That's an attack. I would also say that Chad is still hanging tough in there, so I'll give you the sneak attack damage. Good job, Chad. Okay, seven plus, start our count. Nine, 13, 17, oh, 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 22. 28 points of damage. 28 points of damage, holy shit. You, when you drive your dagger in, you feel like it's connected with a person. Yeah. How do you get out of here? Are you just gonna be stuck in the council right now? Or do you want to try to escape as well? So I'm going to stab the sword into what I hope is his heart and then use the hilt of it as like a wall to jump away. All right, I want <laughs> so to I want to jump off and roll on the ground more toward Brink and the party. Sure. I think this is a little dangerous. I'm going to make you make another acrobatics roll. 22. Hot damn. All right. Yeah, you don't take I was going to give you falling damage if you biffed it, but you roll down and now you're where do you want to be? I wanted to tumble kind of closer to where we ended up before we went on stage. So I'm off the stage, sort of to the side. I'm like a triangle point between Tracy, the council, and then myself off the stage. That sounds great. All right. I'm going to use the legendary action from uh, the council. And Tracy, I need you to make a charisma saving throw. Four. All right. So Tracy, you're all ready to level this thing. Just fire right out the council of right. And he holds his dark hand up to you. TRHC. I don't think so. And you pop out of where you're sitting, is in the chair, and now you're sitting in a booth back in the Cheesecake Factory esque uh, mansion from Bachelorette Party. Oh no. So you look around, and there are chandeliers everywhere. You're sitting in what looks like to be the kitchen area from the Bachelorette tournament, and there's just like nobody there. It's just you. Just sit. Is the house wrecked? Yeah, the entire mansion is totally wrecked. Like, there's columns coming in from the ceiling a few feet over. Like, everything is kind of flooded a little bit. Like, just chairs and tables are pushed over. But you seem to appear in the only, like, still working booth in this entire dining area. Tracy closes his eyes and prays to the Undying Light. If we were ever one... This is the moment I need you. Make another Christmas saving throw. 
16. All right, with a 16, you think real hard about going home, and I think that you see the, like, the carvings on your bodies that glow, not with the usual orange light as before, but it's softer, it's warmer, and you pop back to existence, uh, sitting back down on the turret. You didn't even give me a pillow! What, what are you doing back here? The council takes 10 sick burn damage. <laughs> so you have all of your NPCs now. It's Valentine, Friday, Brink, Alonzo, and Chad. What do you want them to do? I think Valentine should do the same. I think Brink can defend Franny. And I think Chad can keep attacking. He's been doing well. What do you think? Yeah, I don't, do we need to defend Franny? Or the speaker, I'm sorry, from potential yes, like disruptions. Yes, yes, yes. Sure, that sounds good. Brink's going to hold her action. She's going to run over the speaker in front of her, and she's going to hold her action in case anyone gets yeah. close. And Franny should keep commuting, preparing. Right, Franny's going to keep commuting. I'm going to do attacks for Valentine and Chad then. Valentine tries to cut down another light, but it crashes just like on the stage in front of him. Chad gets a hit, uh, and then he rolls a nat one. So I think he he wobbles over to to the, where the council uh, it was now standing. He says, "I am going to keep defending my friends," and he's gonna do. He's gonna do another eight points of damage. Yeah, the council's looking real messed up, guys. All right, it's now Alonzo's turn. Oh, do you want Alonzo to look for a battery gun? We're one away, right? Yeah. All right. Alonzo, you're more than just a teenager. You are the champion. You're also a champion battery finder. Seriously, you're so good at this. Uh, yeah, Alonzo's running around in the chaos, just trying to avoid everything that's happening here. And he just, it's too dark. He just can't avoid, he can't find anything. I'm sorry, guys, I'm so sorry. I can't find it. You're doing great. Okay, great. Re- reach into that bag then. Okay. Yeah, let's use the, uh, let's use the bag of tricks. So roll and D8. Six. All right, with a six, uh, Alonzo reaches in and pulls a, a ball of yarn. He's like, all right, go, animal. I, okay. Uh, and the yarn spins itself into a giant boar, just with, with yarn tusks. Yeah. And just looking as fierce as ever. And the boar is going to run at the bone whale. Surf and turf, surf and turf. Yeah. Yeah, all right, it does some damage. Like, it, it barrels into the bone whale and, like, kind of cracks off its tail a little bit. Ugh. It, it just doesn't, it's, it's a monster. It doesn't really use it for swimming. But it, it now is attracting the uh, attention of the bone whale. It is now the council rights turn. Really? I'm just gonna, you think I'm just gonna stand here? It is not going to go down like this. He takes a full step to the left to be outside of the circle. If you're gonna try to take me down, then all of you are coming with me. And he harnesses the bright arm of his body and he like spins it up like he, he's winding up to punch something. And you can see that his fist is just kind of like glowing brighter and brighter and brighter and is becoming this larger and larger circle. This thing is so bright, it's starting to be like you can't look directly at it. And he throws the circle out in front of him and it just bursts. An explosion of light. And I need everyone in this area, so you three, Valentine and Chad, are all going to have to make constitution saving throws. Got a crit one. 
Oof. All right. Tracy, what did you get? 13. All right. Everyone needs to take 37 damage. Well, I faint then. Me too. So does... Well, let me tell you what happened. Anara and Tracy, both of you are blasted by this explosion of light. It's so bright, it hurts your whole body. And both of you feel like your your facility is just, like, shutting down. And uh, both of you wake up, and you're in a boardroom. And you're sitting across from Adama again. I slap the table. This is not the deal. Oh, hey! Oh, okay, hold on, hold on. Listen, I'm casual. This is me on the weekend. And you can see she's wearing, like, a tracksuit, and it also has shoulder pads. And she has, like, Converse's kicked up on the table, but they have heels. They're, like, wedge heels. Um, she's like, hey, I'm off. I'm not working. I don't. That wasn't me. I didn't do it. Getting some rest now that sails out of your hair? Yeah, you know, it's a lot easier of a... You know, my workflow just kind of goes a lot a lot better. And who do you have to thank for that again, Tracy? I forget. It was me. Oh, that's right. It was you. Yeah, that was you too. Well, I figured that someone wouldn't be able to put together the fact that you don't die because Tracy was waving Zale's head around in a jar. So, yeah, that's the secret is that no one can die. Luckily, not even your friend Chad over here. And you see that Chad also has this office chair now floating inside of him. And he's like, how? What happened? What happened? Where are we? I'm so confused. Where's the council then? That should have taken him out too. And it did. It definitely did. The only problem is is that that was more like... You need to imagine that that energy, that that pact he made, um, was like an armor. Uh, He can't wear his armor anymore, but he's still running around down down there. Send us back so we can throw him in the the prison. Oh, yeah, for sure. I just... um, I thought you would find this fun. And she pulls down a project, like a, a projector screen just from where she's standing. And uh, she que- and she snaps and it cues up. And imagine there's like an above camera that's filming the whole battle like it was a, uh, like it was a soccer match. And you see all the cool stuff that you did. Anara flipping around, Tracy disappearing and coming back and Alonzo throwing all these batteries around and just being so great. And then all of a sudden you see that there's this flash. Everything is white and you see everything comes back and all of your friends are defending themselves. Like they're putting their hands in front of their eyes. And uh, you see that the council is now kind of back just to his regular form. He's just a a guy again. He's like, Oh, well, I thought that would work better. Bye. And he tries to run away. He turns on his heels to make a break for it. And there is a hand reaching up from the ground and holding onto his ankle. And it's just bright, luminous white. And then you see he looks down and he tries to shake it off. And he's another step forward. And there is a dark hand that reaches up and grabs him by the ankle. And it's just this shifting shadows around it. Adama says... Yeah, well, it sounds like you still have some friends uh, outside of us three. Good job. We're proud of you. Thank you for letting everything work the way it should be. I'm not quite sure how to react to that, so can I go back to punching? And she snaps her fingers. 
And all three of you wake up back down on the stage. And so does Chad. Chad wiggles, oh so you know he's okay. And um, Chad wobbles, but he don't fall down, y'all. That's real. And the council is now stuck. He like can't. He's trying to kick as hard as he can. He's back in his human form now, and he's like all of his clothes are like ripped and rended. It was like his silk pajamas he was wearing, just totally ripped. And he's just pissed. He's like, "Hey, what? Let me go! Let me go!" And these hands, this one dark hand and one light hand, are just holding him as hard, holding him in place, and he just can't move. Madam Speaker, the floor is yours. Uh, I've always wanted you to hear the. Uh, are you okay? Are you two both okay? We're fine. Do okay. the thing. All right. Floor I've always yours. wanted floor to hear. I've always wanted to hear those words. Council of Right. On behalf of I, the Speaker of the Concentric States, I banish you back to the astral prison where you belong. And again, she holds her hands out, and the uh, circle of items glows around her in that purple. And the purple circle uh, envelops the Council of Right once again. After a few seconds, you see that it starts to create like a literal sphere, like what was around Alonzo before. But now it's it's re- they're starting to build it like one strand at a time. And the Council of Right is just fighting and yes, screaming obscenities back at you. Be like, no, this is not how it ends. I'm the Council of Right. I'm the one and only. I'm the judgment. But you see as more things come around, like he becomes more and more muffled. He's just like, I can do, no one can put me together. I'm the defender of Warforge. I've created all this. I've created you and you and you. And then he's totally muffled and he's banging on the sphere. And uh, the purple around the speaker then fades away and she takes a step forward. Well, I think for once, we did it. Glad that's over. Does anyone want breakfast? I'm so hungry. Alonzo says, "Yeah, I could, I could eat." Hi, I'm I'm back. Hi, I'm back. Yeah, I could eat. That'd be great. I hug him. And as Anara goes over to hug Alonzo, Tracy ambles over, and just lays his head on Anara's shoulder. Brink walks over and throws her arms around you and Nara, and uh, Oatcake pops in and snuggles right in between you, and Freddie comes over and just, like, gets, like, waist high on Tracy, and even Chad tries his best not to hug anyone too tight, and for once, it's a good hug. We don't even have to roll for it. We don't even have to roll for it. (laughs)
Thank you.